Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a chair. My kingdom for a chair. If you've been a Christian for a while, hands up, okay, you've been here before, you would know that it is fairly typical in churches like ours at the start of the year, typically around the last weekend of January, to have what many uh, churches would call a vision day or a theme day for the year. Uh, God has a Hebrew calendar, but apparently we think he operates around the Gregorian, so whatever. Uh, But it's just sort of our way of saying, okay, New Year, summer's over, the New Year's beginning. Uh, Can we somehow piece together some type of theme or uh, for the year? Now, we say around here that we don't have vision Sundays because our vision doesn't change. Our vision is always Jesus. Your vision is your picture of your preferred future. It's what you see. And for us as a church, we want to see nothing, first and foremost, other than Jesus as the first thing, the the primary thing in our mind. And where he leads, yeah, we will follow and that may take us through different ebbs and flows and peaks and troughs and different seasons and times and emphasis and themes. But ultimately, our vision never changes. Our vision is to know Jesus (laughs) and to know him in all his complexity uh, and through knowing him, of course, to show him to others. So in one sense... That doesn't change. And typically, though, we have a a theme day at the start of the year. But one thing that the last two years has taught us particularly is the need to be a little flexible with our timetable. I think the word is is pivot. Is it? To pivot? So having come through a slightly messier than usual January and dubbing February (coughs) flexible Feb, I'm happy to announce that this month we are moving on into moving on March and today is essentially our theme Sunday for the year. I'm going to basically be putting on my lead pastor hat, okay, in that sort of visionary leadership type of role and somehow give voice and vernacular uh, to something of what we feel God has been saying specifically to us as a church in the last couple of months. It's not my natural uh, temperament or gifting to do that and so I'm going to start off a little bit where I'm comfortable and take a seat and put my teacher hat on and ask you to open up to Deuteronomy and uh, I'm going to start with a little bit of teaching first just so I can feel my way. Is that okay? G'day. Deut- Deuteronomy. The word Deuteronomy is the fifth book in our Bible and it basically, the word Deuteronomy mean, means to repeat. The word Deuteronomy means to repeat. The word Deuteronomy means to repeat. The word Deuteronomy, okay, okay, fine, whatever. Took you a while. Anyway, the word Deuteronomy means to repeat. And basically Deuteronomy is the last book of Moses, okay. And it's set 40 years after God's people have come out of Egypt, which is the whole sort of Genesis builds up to that Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers story. And then this is 40 years later. So it's basically Moses, now 80 years of age, helping God's people look back. And the whole book is repeating what happened 40 years ago. And what happened over those 40 years, because now, 40 years later, we are ready to go into the promised land. You see, we are in the era of Joshua taking God's people over the Jordan River. This is where Nick Reski had us last 
week when he was here. It's why I kind of looked it up this week, uh, having heard Nick's word to us last week. Joshua's job was to get God's community to move forward. But moving forward is something that God's people had done before. Um, uh, many times before, their whole history is a history of moving forward when God's Spirit said, now is the time. Okay, So Deuteronomy is about telling this story of their 40-year history. And what's interesting in Deuteronomy chapter 1 is that history doesn't start with the Exodus. He doesn't start by saying, listen, I'm repeating to you, because most of you are only teenagers when this happened, okay, 40 years ago. Most of you are teenagers, so let me retell the story. He doesn't start with the Exodus, he starts with Mount Sinai. And he says, it's been 40 years since we moved on from Sinai. So it's not so much the repetition of when God took us from darkness to light. It's the story of where God took us from a place called Sinai, which was a good place. Actually, we did okay there. We were there for a year and a bit. Okay, we stayed there for a while. We built a tent. Okay, God met with us. He spoke with us. But it's time for us to move from that measure of glory to another measure of glory. Okay, so it's talking about moving on from one season in God to another, from a place that otherwise was a good place for us. But Moses knew that he didn't want God's people to be stuck in that moment. It's exactly what Nick said to us last week gave us a warning about being stuck in a moment, even if it's a good moment. It's not entirely bad. Sinai wasn't entirely bad. There was, some, you know, there was a bit of blood spilled. Okay, the ground opened up and swallowed people alive, whatever. But there was, <laughs> there was some good stuff that happened there as well. There was some good times, but he's saying, listen, it is time for you to not get stuck in that moment. Nick warned us about that last week. And that's where Deuteronomy kicks in, in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and Moses speaking. 40 years, verse 3, after the Israelites left Egypt on the very first day of the 11th month, which incidentally, 11th month of their calendar, works out to about January, February. Okay, So Deuteronomy is Moses' vision day for the year. Okay, This is his vision Sunday. Now, whatever. Okay, day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. This took place after he defeated uh, king Sihon of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon and Edri defeated King Olga Bashan who ruled in Ashtaroth. Your memory verse for the day. While the Israelites were in the land of Moab east of the Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions <clears throat> as follows. When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and to move on. I want you to go to the hill country, the Amorites, and to the neighbouring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western footies, the Negev and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I'm giving that land to you. So go in and occupy it, for it's the land the Lord your God swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and to you and all their descendants. Note verse 6 there, where he says, God spoke to us at that mountain and said, you've stayed at this mountain long enough, it is time to break camp and move on. Now, those of you who have read or are reading my <coughs> award-winning book would know <laughs> that when you, you must ask the Bible questions. Okay. So when you come across a passage of Scripture like this, where it says, okay, God spoke to us and said, move on, you read that, or I did this week, and you go, how did God speak those words? Because how many of you know God is multilingual? 
Okay, he talks one way, and then he talks another way, and then he talks another way. Well, how exactly did God speak? Now's the time to move on from this mountain. Was it an angel? Was it Moses saying, thus saith the Lord, I heard him in the tent? Was it from the glory cloud, a booming, you know, Morgan Freeman type of voice coming down? Now's the time to move. You know, was it that? Uh, Was it something? How did God speak? Well, to answer that question, you need to, because you've read my book, compare this scripture with other scripture. And as we all know, because this is telling the story of what happened 40 years earlier, what we need to do is turn our Bibles back 40 years to the book of Numbers when God first said that. And if we read the Numbers account, it might give us a clue as to how God spoke. Now's the time to move. So let's do that. We're going to turn to Numbers 10 and look at this incident as it happened that Moses then talks about 40 years later. Numbers 10, 11. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. And so the Israelites set out from the wilderness of Sinai and travelled on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. When the people set out this very first time, They followed the instructions the Lord gave Moses. Judah's troops led the way, people of praise, and so it goes on. God's people, if you read the context there, left because Moses instructed that trumpets be blown. So two things happened. There was a shift in the spirit realm. God's glory cloud shifted. Oh, can you feel that? There's a shift. There's a shift in the spirit realm. And a prophetic leader got up and said, okay, friends, now's the time. That's how God spoke in that instance. It wasn't a booming voice. It wasn't an angel. Okay, It wasn't a letter that fell down from heaven or washed up on the shore in a bottle. It was a shifting in the spirit that people sensed and a clear call from a leader to say, this is what that means. It's time to move on. We're sounding the trumpets. Pack up. It's ready to move forward time. That's how that story happened. And funnily enough, because this is one of the ways God gets my attention, verse 6 tells us when that happened. Deuteronomy doesn't tell us the date, but Numbers does. And it tells us that it happened on the 20th day of their second month. The 20th day of their second month. Now just amuse me for a little bit. For us in Western culture here in Australia, what, how, what's another way of saying the 20th day of our second month? 20th of February. Last Sunday was the 20th of February. On the 20th day of our second month, a prophetic voice came to our community and said... It's time to move forward. The word Nipbrook last week said to us, Bayside, it's time for you to move forward. And moving forward necessitates, in his words, new eyes to see and new heart of consecration and new steps that you take because God is calling you and somehow to be a moving forward people. He warned us about staying stuck, whether that's staying stuck in fear or staying stuck in success. He warned us about staying stuck 
and explain to us about how we should move forward as a community. And this is my job now today, is to sort of move from teacher mode, that, that's your bit of Bible for the day, okay? And somehow put my prophetic pastor, visionary leader, whatever sort of grid on, and pull together some strands of what God seems to have been saying in the last few months. Um, pivoted last Sunday with Nick's visit and uh, consider how that may relate to us as a church. What might moving forward for us look like, possibly? Let's consider this scripture again. I'll put it on a slide this time. It says this. Deuteronomy 1 verse 6. When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you've stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. We just cross-reference that with Numbers 10, 11, which tells us that that happened on the 20th day of our second month. And while this is not the teacher's way to read the Bible, it just got my attention because God does speak to me through numbers. It got my attention this week that I wonder if there's something in this story for us from last weekend, if there's more than just a coincidence that on the 20th day of our second month, that word came to us. When Nick spoke last week, he's not the first visiting speaker to have come to our church in recent months and spoken to us about moving forward. In fact, if you look at Barry Chant, Paul Tothill, even Sean Smith in October, those three last guest speakers that we've had, each of them have encouraged us to be a people of faith, to walk the walk of faith. In fact, both Paul and Barry Chant both use the story of Peter getting out of the boat and explain that God is calling us to be a people of faith who walk forward uh, regardless of fear and uh, what something of what that might uh, involve. We started this year, as you know, when I first took the pulpit in January, uh, opening up to Acts 2022. Pastor's joke, Acts 2022, to start our new year, where Paul says, listen, I'm moving forward in God's purposes. And it involves some uncertainties, but that's the life of faith. It's being sure God's called us to move forward, even though we're uncertain of all of the details. Jeff encouraged us last January, in January, from Judges 2022, a time where God's people were actually in a really hard time. They were losing battles. They were losing numbers. The Israelites were losing. Things weren't going all that well. There's a bit of shaking going on. And Judges 22, 2022 says the Israelites got together and encouraged one another. No, no, no. Let's keep listening to God and keep doing what he says. And God said, keep moving forward. Now's not the time to retreat. The time is to keep fighting because there is another battle coming up. I want you to keep moving forward. Jay and Brooke spoke in January. Both of them brought a word about following, being a people who follow the Spirit, being a people of the Holy Spirit who follow the Spirit and live the Spirit life. We also began this year with a new mural. Many of you hopefully noticed that. In the entryways, you come in with this phrase on it. God with us in every changing Season That came from a word uh, that I brought back in October, I think, last year, using Stephen in the book of Acts in chapter 7, where people bring him to the Sanhedrin because they said, this guy's trying to bring change. He's trying to change our customs. And Stephen stands up and he says, what? Change our customs? This is how God works. He tells the story of Israel's history. And he said, look, our God is a God who always brings change. Well, as much as we can handle, 
But our history is a history of making adjustments, making changes, of moving on. He said change is here to stay. Change is inevitable. But the good news is that God is with us in every changing season. That phrase just resonated. I had probably about half a dozen of you come up to me that week and they said, oh, there was something on that word. I heard that and there it goes. It is now on a mural. We wanted to respond appropriately. And so it would seem to me that there is something on this, that God is saying we've come to a time or a season or a moment of change. And that moment involves, as Nick said last week, his words, of moving forward. And I know that some of you I've had at least two conversations pastorally with people in our church this week who've told me your personal stories of moving forward, that there's something about in the last couple of weeks where you've moved forward from a time of something, where your people have been stuck in a time, and February was a chance. They said, I just feel a fresh lease on life, a fresh lease of moving forward. And I believe those personal testimonies are fantastic, but my job here today is to say collectively... There's something on this word that on the 20th day of our second month, Nick came and said, Bayside, it's time to move forward. New eyes, new heart, new steps that signify there is a line in the sand. And I want to say something as clearly as I can this morning that I really want you to hear and hear me, hear me well. It'll be recorded so you can listen again. One aspect, I believe of us moving forward as a church is that from last week, prophetically speaking, there was a line in the sand drawn in regards our COVID season. You see, last week there was another interesting numeric coincidence. God speaks to me through numbers. They get my attention. Jono came to me before our service last Sunday and said, did you know that today, 20th of February, is our 100th live stream? It turns out it was our 100th live stream because it was our 100th Sunday since our very first lockdown Sunday. Last week was precisely 700 days since COVID restrictions began to affect us as a church. 700 days. From March 22, 2020 to February 20, 2022, 700 days, 100 Sundays, and you don't need to be fully involved in biblical numerology to know that the numbers 10, 10 and 7 all speak of completion, perfection, rest, the end of a something, the end of something for the dawn of something new. I feel that possibly among other things, something, and Nick even hinted at that this week, but I wanted to say it clearly this morning, I feel like last Sunday, the 20th day of our second month, there's something about last Sunday that was a line in the sand for us, the end of our, quote, COVID years. And this is where I'm going to be careful, because I'm saying that prophetically. I'm saying that from a sense of a resonance in our hearts and hope that says we've done our time and that time is over. It's time to move on in a prophetic sense from that mountain to understand that our COVID era is behind us. Now, practically, nothing's changed. <laughs> practically, nothing's changed. 
Practically, there is no difference in our QR coding and masking and room limitations. And if you go to a restaurant here today and walk in and say, I don't have to QR code or mask check and a copper finds you a thousand bucks, that's on you. I'm not paying it. You can't say my pastor said it's over. It's not. There are practical, practically nothing's changed. I have a suspicion things probably won't change until after the election. That's my personal view. Take it or leave it. But the point is, things haven't changed practically and it's not my job to do that. I'm not the Premier. I'm not the police commissioner. I'm speaking to a people who are committed to being a prophetic people and hearing God. And I sense last week that God is saying, prophetically speaking, Bayside, there's a line in the sand for you where that season is over. And to encourage you to look with the eyes of your heart and mind into a new season that has dawned and moving forward. That in one sense, we have stayed at this mountain long enough. And that began, I'll announce today, last Sunday on the 20th day of our second month. Now, how that works itself out practically is not entirely my business, but I'm saying it in a sense I hope that resonates with your heart to go, okay, there was a line drawn in the sand, we're in a period where one era is over, and that's part of what it means for us to move forward. The next verse says this. Look, I'm giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it, for it is the land the Lord swore to give years ago to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. As I said before, the book of Deuteronomy is a book of repeat. Have I said that? Did I say Deuteronomy means repeat? Yeah, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. Because it's repeating. Moses, before he wants them to go forward... He wants them to make sure they remember this. Don't forget this, 40 years. Don't forget that. You need to be aware of your past to know where you are now so that you can walk into your future. So be aware of that. But in this verse, he's saying, listen, your future is tied not only to your immediate past, but goes way back here. The promises that you're walking into were promises that were given generations ago to your people. You see, there's something else coincidental about last Sunday's date, 2002-2020. Side by side, our birth year as a church, 2002. And our current year, 2022. Our birth year, the promises God spoke to us 20 years ago in 2002. And our present year, 2022, side by side in that image, 2002 2022, there's something about the new and the old together, last weekend, something of a line in the sand. And I've spoken, it's part of my job, to speak about some of the prophetic promises that God has spoken over us as a church from 20 years ago. In 20 years, we've gone through a number of changes as a church. Where's the oldies in that? Where's... Where's our encounter centre people? How many, how many encounter centre people? There we go, people that have been with us for 15 or plus. We've seen a number of changes. But one thing's consistent. God is with us in every changing season. And the same vision he gave then, many of the same promises of the promised land still remain. In fact, last weekend, the third weekend of February, was the 20th anniversary when God first spoke to Jay and I about planting this church. 20 years exactly. It was July 22, 22nd, 
July the 22nd, where God spoke to me through Zechariah 8 and gave me prophetic promises for this church. I've visited them over and over again. In fact, in July, on our live stream, I visited them on the 19th anniversary of those things that God has promised this church, something of the promised land that God has for us. I won't revisit them today, but suffice to say, what God spoke to us 20 years ago is still current today. What God says to this Joshua generation, as he says, move on, he's moving on into the promises that God spoke to decades ago and so through this year 2022 we're going to do a few things in celebrating our 20th anniversary 20 years between 2002 and 2022 three significant things that we've initiated and i get to announce today or launch today and they speak to our past remembering our past rejoicing in our present and reaching for our future. Remembering the past, rejoicing in the present, party on, party this year, okay? And reaching forward to our future. Three practical things because my comfort zone, of course, is three points, so that's what you're getting. The first thing we've done, in fact, the first thing that Jay almost exclusively has done with some help from some of you who've helped collect some images is that we've launched today a commemorative website to remember our past. It's something called 20in22.com. Now that's, the, that's the address, 20in22.com. It's a, I probably should have had a drum roll. Kate, I'm sorry. Oh, I should, I, uh, um, this, uh, this is something of what it looks like if you go home and browse it. Uh, hopefully it works on all browsers. There's been a few that have been having issues, as often happens when you launch something. Uh, but here, it looks look something like this. 20 years... Oh, there's some mugs there. You heard about them? Some cups. I'll talk about them later. There's various drop-down menu options there with a letter from us, some testimonies. We're going to be adding to this all through the year. Okay, We're going to be adding stories. If you haven't got any photos to us, we want you to keep getting those memory photos to us. Okay? Gee, there's some faces there. Some of you uh, may remember. Catherine Renala there. Tony and Robin. Dr. Ray. Two handsome men. You can choose who I was talking about. You can uh, decide who I was. Patricia Wirakun, I remember uh, we we're the only church to have a sex therapist speak on a Sunday. That was Patricia. Yeah, I know. Some of you joined in the last few years. You're like, I'm out now. Oh, what did I miss? Um, <laughs> this page is all about some events that we've had both in our community, uh, overseas, in other areas, um, ministering. Is that... Hey? Elvis. Ah, oh, do we have any Elvis photos? We might have some Elvis photos. Has it paused? Oh, Irene, it looks like you're stuck. Hun. And uh, what's this next one coming up? The early years. Here's some photos from 15, 20 years ago. So there, there you go. Big appreciation for Jay. She put hours and hours and hours into that for the last, for the last couple of weeks. So that's just one way. We'll be doing other things through the year, uh, making some special videos and that and doing what we can to remember something of the past. We're going to be doing that uh, over the course of this year. It's important to remember the past. And everyone said... Amen. We look back as we're looking forward. The other thing we're doing, number two, you've already caught mention of this, to rejoice in the present, because how can you have a birthday without a present, is, uh, is, these, uh, is these celebration coffee cups. Originally, the idea was T-shirts, but we thought, no, 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 we're going to get far more life on these cups. And look at these words here, create. Can you read that second one? Solid. And now you might think, where the heck did these words come from? 
I've never seen these. We've never described ourselves as a church of God's create, whoop, and, uh, and solid, okay? <laughs> Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the creative minds of some of our more creative people, you see. And, uh, but what they wanted to do is rather than get churchy language, we wanted to have something that celebrates the year, something fun, something lighthearted, something intriguing, something with non-religious terms that is a present we can take with us throughout the year to celebrate our 20 years. These words are quite subjective and they're open to interpretation, okay? But they're purposely designed to stir conversation when you're walking out with your coffee friends or uh, hanging out with someone wherever you get to take a cup. So for me, I look at the word create and I see, the teacher in me sees here, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. My personal Christian journey is a journey where I know God the Father created me, fashioned and formed me in my mother's womb. Well, I know Christ Jesus is the rock and has made me secure and made my life solid. I'm maturing in him every day. And the Holy Spirit is the one who brings life and liberty and freedom through me into the lives of others. So I see the Trinity. I mean, I think that's, you know, just like, you know, no, you don't? Okay, fair enough. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. There's also something here for me in our journey together as a church. 20 years of God creating us in those early years, 20 people meeting in a black drama room in the high school, making us secure and solid as a church over the years, looking into our future, which has great excitement in it. These are some of the ways you may be able to interpret these words, but I'm sure there's many other ways. That's the idea about being creative, you see? So they're great quality, and because these are presents, I think it's only fitting that we give some away. So Caleb, why don't you quickly come and... uh, See what you can do. Happy birthday, Bayside. Good morning, Bayside. How are we this morning? Who likes gifts? Who likes getting stuff? I'm sure you all do. Okay, well, if you are sitting down on your bottom, which everyone is, just check under your seat. And if you've got a golden ticket, come up here this morning. Oh, gold ticket. What? Golden ticket. I feel like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Jay's got chewing gum, so hopefully someone's got some golden ticket somewhere. <laughs> You're going to Australia. You're going to Australia. You're... Around oh, where we Craig's... We've got one. Okay, we've got one. Come on down. Oh, we've got one. Three. Come on down, Alice. <laughs> and there should be one roughly where Craig's sitting. Oh, there we go. No, we've got it. We've got the third one. Sorry, I was a bit off there, Craig. Got you a little bit excited there, hey, mate? Yeah, okay, that's all right. Well, take your pick. Alice, which cup would you like? And don't go just yet. Which cup would you like? Oh, Oh. are you all right with the pink? I am. Okay, beautiful. Now, stay up. (laughs) Just quickly, because they're a bit different, these words, I just want you to tell me what, in your mind, the word says to you this morning on the spot. Alice? Uh, I was looking at it on the screen um, and I felt God kind of say, because I'm a very creative person, I've constantly got things going around in my head um, and it's just inspiration and encouragement to continue on. Um, So when I see those words, I just think, yes, thank you. (laughs) Sounds like you've got the perfect cup there. That's great. Good on you. Excellent. And... What about you, mate? Um, I don't know. He's just rock solid. So, you know. Yeah. Come on. Uh, kind of like uh, what God can be in our lives, hey, mate? Just 
just to make it spiritual, right? So, yeah. <laughs> very cool, awesome. Love it. Enjoy your coffee and your coffee. And for you, I get the whoop is what I feel every time I come in with the house of God. Come on. Uh, amen. All right. Well, bless you guys. Enjoy your coffee from it, and we hope you uh, have a great morning sipping lattes and choco lattes and stuff. Irish coffee. Buy one for you. Hey, well done, guys. Fantastic. Great way. If uh, some of you aren't even coffee drinkers, I'm sure you can find something else creative to put in there. But, um, but buy one for a friend. That's why we're doing two for 25. As I said, great co- little conversation, non religious conversation starter. And a big thank you to Louis and Adelaide who chalked up the images there for our kitchen. Uh, that's where the cups are kept. So if you go into our cafe and uh, you can purchase them because we've got the uh, card there. And I think you actually get one full of coffee. Is that, is that the idea? Done. It actually comes with, comes with coffee. That's the idea. Well, two out of three ain't bad, but there's one more. Knowing where we've come from to where we're going, this is what, this is what Moses is saying to his people, how we got here to who we are today so that we know how to move forward. In Deuteronomy, as you read through the story, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, most of it bad and ugly, but the good in their case, but the good, the bad, and the ugly, Moses retells their story. And then we hit the book of Joshua, which is where Nick had us last weekend, when they arrive at the Jordan River with new eyes, new hearts, and a new step forward. And God does a miracle for them as they cross the Jordan into their destiny. I'm going to want to pick up here from Joshua 4, read that part of the story, announce one more thing, and then we're done. We're all the people who crossed the Jordan. The Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he'd chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel, and he told them, go to the middle of the Jordan, in front of all the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up a stone and carry it out on your shoulder, 12 stones, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Why, Joshua? Because verse 6 says, we will use these stones to build a memorial. So in the future, when your children ask you, What's that construction? What do these stones mean? You can tell them. They are to remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men did as Joshua had commanded them. They took 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan River, one for each tribe, as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there, Joshua also sent up, by the way, another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan, the place where the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant was standing. And they are apparently there to this day. They cross the River Jordan. And God says to Josh, I want you to build something lasting that signifies this moment, that signifies the moment where you moved on, where you moved on, from one season into another, I want you to build something that future generations can look back on and you can say, I remember that. Let me tell you a story of this period of time that we went through. That thank God is over when our Joshua generation crossed over. Here in our 20th year, 20 and 22, we are in a key moment. We're going to look back and commemorate the past. We want to look now and celebrate the future because today is the day the Lord's made. We're going to rejoice in it. But we also want to do some looking forward 
And I want to propose to you today that in our looking forward, one of the things we can do is to construct something with future generations in mind that will not only serve future generations practically, but will actually serve as something as a memorial stone of this period that we have come out of in these last few years. Here's our proposal. By the middle of this year, and certainly by our 20th birthday in September, our hope through these doors here is to entirely cover this concrete space. I don't know how many square metres it is. But to entirely cover that with an outdoor living, outdoor entertaining area with furniture, a little bit of fake grass, okay, uh, festoon lighting, music, barbecue area, etc., etc., and uh, to have that ready in time for our birthday this year. That project is what we're calling our 20 and 22 outdoor living project, okay. It is something that is not only highly practical. I've had a long, lot of chats with Veronica lately about, or in the last few months, about super kids, just saying, gee, we'd love an outdoor space. Busy bugs, when busy bugs kicks in again, hey, how, much, how awesome would an outdoor, covered outdoor space be for kids' play? Super kids party every year on Halloween, uh, the super light party at the end of October. <laughs> how many, we saw that, hundreds of people here for the super light party in our, in our car park, an outdoor covered space for the kids. Not only will it serve... Uh, the other users that come and use this facility, as we have hirers come in uh, during the week all the time, not only will it serve us in, in, as an entertaining space for an outdoor living area, as we call it, for events, new people's lunches, leadership gatherings, youth group, when and if a youth group kicks on again here. But for me today, with my sort of... That's the practical stuff. But to me, I read this story because I feel like it will serve prophetically as a permanent sign and statement of this moving forward moment where we can look back and remember those 100 weeks. Those 100 weeks where we were not allowed to gather for some of them. Those 100 weeks where we were not allowed to sing for some of them. Those 100 weeks where we were forced to wear a mask even though there was no COVID in our state for months at a time, there's 100 weeks where some of us left or lost our jobs because we wouldn't or didn't want to take a certain medication. There's 100 weeks where we as a church walked together, came out strong, crossed a river, there was a line in the sand, that period of time that had a beginning and had an ending, a memorial that says, I was there, we remember those days, we'll take lessons from it. It wasn't all bad. Sinai, camping at Sinai is not all bad. There were God moments, there were good moments, there were things that God did. It wasn't leaving Egypt. We weren't stuck in slavery for two years. God was with us in that time. But boy, are we glad that that time is over. There's something about a permanent fixture, a permanent picture that says that period of time was over. From January 2020, when we had, in January, at the end of January, had 220, uh, over 200 people at a normal Sunday service. Within two months, we had one. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember those years. Boy, am I glad 
that we're not there anymore. And 2022, on the 20th day of our second month, I remember our pastor, one of our pastors, saying that there's a line in the sand that has come to an end and we built a gathering space projecting future growth in our church to come again. See, what excites me about this prospect is it's not just a memorial of a sad moment. It's not a gravestone. It's something functional that prepares us for the future. In fact, last time we pitched the idea of doing a significant improvement to our facility, it was for this and for this. It was 2018-19 where we felt we need to up the standard of our platform area for video. We had no idea, no idea that within 12 months, video is all we had. And so Easter 2020, we were the only church in Victor broadcasting a service live to our community because people gave a year in advance, not even knowing that we needed this. We, we felt something, we felt a shift in the spirit, felt a shift, prepared, invested into the future, and then we looked back and went, oh, boy, was that a helpful thing. Because we can look back over the last few months and go, you know what, Chad, our attendance has been much lower than the 200 plus we had in 2019. And maybe one of the things that COVID has taught us is that gathering in person isn't actually that important. Or maybe we can say there's a shift in the spirit. There's a moment of time that is over and we are looking forward to a future. New faces, new families, new opportunities, new gathering moments because gathering is important and we're committed to that. And so... I'm quite excited about that. And something solid, something lasting. One of the, the cup I'm going to choose, by the way, is solid. Because I want to look back on this 20th year or, or this period of time that we're shifting out of now. I want to look back at, at this and remember a church that was solid. Remember a church that was solid in that season. So thank you. Just some practicals. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be giving some specifics about investing contributing towards the project. The good news is we already have over 10 grand in the kitty because the faithful stewardship of our finance team for the last couple of years as we've been hiring out this venue midweek to community groups like St. John's. When you leave today, we're going to be clearing out these chairs. The reason for that is this facility is used during the week. Once we put this carpet in four years ago, we're like, okay, we're going to hire this out now. We've paid good money for that midweek. We've been setting that aside into a building development fund and so we already have 10 grand as a starting point that's a good start well done finance team for doing that thank you lord for the opportunity thank you saint john's for uh for contributing to that and so depending on how much comes in in the next seven weeks will determine the size the scope the quality of what we're doing but essentially for the next seven weeks ideally would like to see a further 20 I'd like to say 22. I'd like to say tw I just have to say 22. Don't I? But around about a further 20 to 22, uh, 20 to 22 grand come in in seven weeks between now and Easter. And hopefully that'll give us enough time to know what we're working with and to get something done, maybe in time for winter or certainly in time for our September birthday. Maybe we can consider it partly a 20th birthday gift to ourselves as well. So I want to ask you to consider that today. Some of you make decisions like that. Some of you, like Alice over there, look at something on the screen and you know instantly God said something. 
So maybe right today you know, I'm given to that and I know exactly what I'm doing. Here it is. Maybe some of you need seven weeks. Maybe some of you need two. Maybe some of you instantly know it's not for me. And that's fine. Because one of our highest values in this, in this house is freedom. And we trust the Jesus in you to hear God and to follow him. But over the next few weeks, I would ask you, I hope in God, sensing a shift, knowing we're moving to a different season, to consider this as a way that you can contribute as a practical, physical sign of something that will last, that is a prophetic signal of what we've been through, preparing for the future. You know, it was in February 13 years ago that 70 people bought those chairs that you're sitting on. A church of 70 people said, we're going to buy 300 seats in three weeks because we were thinking of you. We, a church of 70 people didn't need 300 seats, but we knew the day was coming where we would be a church of over 200 people and we bought those chairs for you. And I want to encourage you, that's how God works, to consider investing into somebody else to enjoy that moment. So if you want to sow a seed for that future, seven weeks to mark this moment, I want to encourage you to hear God and do the same. Your FPOS giving, if you do that, can just simply say, what does it say? Outdoor Living Project. And we'll do that. Chad, what's your point? Church, last Sunday, 2002-2022, 20th day of our second month, the 100th Sunday of a season that we will look back on very soon, was a line in the sand Sunday for us. And I want to encourage you, come, let us move forward. Begins in our heart our attitude and the way we think. And I hope, I trust that hope grips something in your heart today. Come let us move forward into our 2020 20 and 22 year. Why don't we stand? Let's pray. If you know them well enough, I'm sure you can take the hand of the person next to you. I haven't said that for a while. But it's a new day. <laughs> Dad, we thank you. You are the God of yesterday, today and forever. We thank you we serve a king who does not change yesterday, today and forever. We thank you that we have a Holy Spirit who has led his people yesterday who leads us today and will lead us forever. We trust you with our yesterday, we trust you with our today, and we trust you with our tomorrow. Faithful you are, faithful you have been, faithful evermore you will be. And today, we acknowledge a line in the sand, and whatever that means for us, individually, collectively. And we say, Lord, we will follow you. Lead us. Your people are listening. You are a good shepherd and will follow your voice. We say this with faith, confidence and courage this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you enjoy a coffee in a beautiful glass
celebratory birthday cup today. Bless you. Thank you. I'm calling it a day. Ciao. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.